Hope you're having a great day. Thanks for stopping by. This is something to listen to while you poop. I'm your host, Gabe Bosman. This is episode number three. It's January 11th, 2023. I kind of debated yesterday that every episode should be episode number two. If you get the if you get my joke there, uh, but we'll we'll be adults here and we we we'll keep the poop humor to a minimum, I suppose. Um, so yesterday I said we were going to talk about the Royals. Today we will. We're also going to talk about the lottery. No one won the big Mega Millions. I think this is what it was. Mega Millions. Yep. Uh, so we'll talk about the lottery. We'll talk about. What happened with the Peloton yesterday? We'll talk about kind of a failure on my part of being a parent this morning. And we'll wrap the show up with a funny family tale. I also wanted to briefly talk about some of the analytics of the show, uh, which some of them were kind of blew my mind. Um, so I'll talk about that as well. So again, something to listen to while you poop. Thanks for stopping by. And let's just get into it. Why are people obsessed with the Royals? What makes the Royal family worthy of so many people's time? Um, I had my theory yesterday, and I kind of had said that I believed it was from, you know, books and movies. People were just kind of like, oh, it would be great to be a prince or a princess. You kind of think about that when you're a little kid, and it's just kind of stuck with them through life. And... My belief was confirmed uh, in a HuffPost article from 2018. Um, Fascination from childhood was listed as one. A superficial romantic escapist aspect was listed, as well as rags to riches. Now, the rags to riches one doesn't make sense unless you're talking about maybe like a Princess Diana, like somebody who was just kind of a, a commoner, a mere peasant, if you will. Uh, who married into the royal family. So, you know, I don't really think that it could apply to anybody, you know, except for maybe some of the, the really new current royals, like uh, Harry, William, who married kind of just regular people, I guess. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but if you go back any further, I think they were all, you know, Royals marrying royals, or however that worked, I'm not quite sure, but um, rags to riches just didn't really make sense to me because there are much more inspiring rags to riches stories out there uh, than theirs. So that's one article, excuse me, a Yahoo article from 2019 uh, had a a pretty good point at stability during uncertain times. And what it kind of meant was that kings and queens and the royals had been around for for ages and ages, and, you know, they offer quite a bit of stability as far as who they are and kind of what they're doing when you compare it to the current, especially to the current political climate, uh, where everything is just in a constant state of upheaval, it seems like. I just read a big article this morning about some committee the Republicans were starting, and You know, it's already setting off fireworks in Congress. So stability, I get that one. That does kind of make sense. Uh, And that was from Yahoo in 2019. A Time Magazine article in 2019 also uh, said people kind of live their life vicariously through them and the allure of the rich and famous and powerful. So 
Those who kind of make sense. Yeah, what would you do if you were the king? Off with their head or let them eat cake. You know, I'm not sure which one you choose, but I guess if you were a king or queen back in the olden days, you could really influence a lot of people uh, pretty, pretty easily and pretty quickly. So those are some of the reasons people like the royals and people invest their time. Uh, I did find it kind of odd as well that Harry or William, one of the two, have a new podcast, or not podcast, documentary, uh, I want to say Hulu, or I think it was Hulu, and Michael ha- Michael Strahan was the interviewer, and I thought that was an odd choice uh, for interviewer, I mean, the former NFL player, but uh, yeah, so there it is, In Our Words, I believe, is the name of that documentary, so... If you do check it out, uh, please don't let me know what it's about because, again, I don't really care a whole lot. All right, let's move on. Oh, speaking of rags to riches, let's move on to the lottery. So it was up around a billion dollars last night. Nobody won it. Uh, So the next drawing, I think, is tomorrow, Thursday night or Friday. I I don't know. I guess you can check at your local auto retailer if you're really curious, but it should be over a billion dollars. And I would just like to know, what would you do if you won that much money? Um, I'll give you my quick list of what I would do. Uh, Number one, I would go out pretty far in my extended family circle. Maybe like a second cousin, like maybe that that kind of distance away and just... Pay off all their bills, uh, pay off their house, and somehow put money in their bank account. You know, I'm sure if you have a billion dollars, you can probably figure out a way to do all that and not really have anybody know who did it. Uh, So I guess, though, if in like two or three months and you're part of my extended family, a bunch of money shows up in your bank account, I guess I've kind of let the cat out of the bag there. Uh, So, you know. No need to thank me if it does happen. Uh, I was glad to do it because I think if you win that much money, you know, to be kind of a humble person, you have to give so much money away. Otherwise, you end up being like the jerk who's buying gold toilet seats and you're spending like you know, $200,000 buying tigers and all kinds of ridiculous garbage and you just turn into just one of the worst people in the world. So. I think if you did win that much money and you wanted to be a a decent person, you'd have to give a lot of it away. Um, not every penny. You could definitely uh, do something crazy with it. I'll get into what I would do with it. Uh, that's crazy in just a minute. Uh, a lion's share of the money would go to like a homeless veterans community. I would buy up a bunch of land in Detroit or other, other bigger cities, uh, make it nice. And start dropping the shipping shipping container houses there. Uh, the veterans could live there for free. Uh, they would just have to work in the community in some aspect. You know, a lot of them, a lot do have some kind of a disability. So you have to work within that disability. But that would be my ultimate goal. Uh, it would give them a, a job. It would give them, you know, some sense of normalcy. Get them off the street and, and into a into a little house. That could be there as a course. There'd have to be some rules about, you know, drug use and abuse and, and, you know, some of that stuff. And, you know, it would 
get them off the street, give them a place to live, give them a job, and then get them help so that hopefully they, you know, they can move out of there uh, at some point and, and be on their own and live really productive lives. You know, we owe them, we owe them a lot, and that would be my way of kind of repaying it. Sorry about that. I had to answer the phone real quickly. So hopefully my audio trimming skills are up to par. It doesn't sound like total crap. But uh, nobody won the big mega millions. So now what, right? Uh, I said what I would do, some of the useful stuff I would do with the money. And now we get into the kind of the ridiculous of I'm going to blow some money on something. It's always been a dream of mine, even when I was a little kid to be in the Dukes of Hazard, So I think I would buy a General Lee. I would be uh, one of the Duke brothers, drive it around, cause some chaos, jump some rivers. Uh, I definitely would hire people to play all the other roles and I would run from them. And I think that would be pretty fun. It's always been kind of a dream to own a General Lee. If you've uh, looked for a 1969 Dodge Charger though at any any point in the last few years, you know that even a rusted, rotted-out frame with a shell of a car is, you know, not cheap in any way. So that dream is just kind of evaporated. Um, you know, I think it'll always be there, but you know, the reality is, is that it's just not even reasonable to even try to buy one. So that's what I would do. That would be my ridiculous thing. Um, let's see. The Peloton, I wanted to ride it yesterday. I was motivated. I told everybody I was going to. And then I kind of made some excuses and said I need to clean the house a little bit. And I need to fold some laundry. And I just kind of didn't get there. So I definitely did have time, but just really wasn't feeling it. I'm going to get on it today. Pretty upset with myself uh, for not doing it yesterday. I was going to do it this morning, but... As we'll get into in a minute, I had a little bit of a problem with my son this morning on his way to school. So I'll get my Peloton name for you guys tomorrow or the next podcast, uh, whenever that is. Maybe it's tomorrow, maybe it's the next day, but I'll definitely get it to you. You can follow me. I'll follow you. We'll hold each other accountable, and we'll just, you know, pedal, pedal together. So it'll be great. All right, my son this morning, he doesn't really like school. I don't blame him. I don't know that I love school when I was necessarily his age, but he refuses to move quickly in the morning, and it causes him to be tardy. That's kind of his his thing. He doesn't want to go, so he's going to drag his feet as long as possible. I wake him up early. It doesn't matter. Uh, he was tardy to school on Monday, and today was like, hey, look, you're, you're going to be late. You've got to get up and move, and he just moves like a sloth. And part of the problem is, is that, you know, I'm in a kind of a command position in the Coast Guard. So typically when I ask for things to get done and get them done right now, that happens. And when it doesn't at home, uh, sometimes I have the default setting of turning into a yeller. Uh, when the kids are not really cooperating, I'm not yelling like a crazy person, but it's usually a stern, a very stern voice just like this is kind of what it turns into, maybe a little bit louder, and uh, that's not always very productive either, uh, but 
that's just kind of where I go. It's not a good habit. I don't like it. Uh, and I wasn't necessarily mean to him or anything like that this morning. I just feel like by not being, you know, by not buying his excuses and, and not coming up with a little bit better way to help him speed up, uh, you know, it just caused his day to be worse than it was. Uh, and, you know, we've talked a little bit since he got home from school about it. And, you know, we're going to work on it tomorrow. Uh, but that just brings me to single parenting, too, for a minute. If you're if you're listening to this and you're a single parent, like, I am going to stand up here in a minute and give you just a standing ovation for your efforts. It's not easy. It's, you know, very, very difficult at times. And, uh, you know, you deserve all the credit in the world for making it work. You know, trust me, you're doing a better job than you think. Often I'll think that I am just doing a terrible job in raising absolute monsters. I know that's not true. But sometimes that's just the feeling you get because you're so overwhelmed, you know, between keeping the house clean, buying groceries, going to work, raising kids, you know, trying to carve out some time for yourself, trying to do something that you enjoy. You know, that, that that's impossible and, and it's very difficult. So I commend you. I applaud you. Uh, two pats on the back for you today. Uh, keep up the good work. Keep your chin up. All that good stuff. You know, I'm sending just the most positive vibes I can send to you through this podcast. So, so please keep it up. Uh, I'm sure the kids, you know, they don't always, they don't always show up, but I'm sure they do appreciate it. And one day in their life, they'll look back and be like, wow, my mom or dad did not have it easy. And they somehow, you know, made, made time for me, even though their life was difficult. So that is that, um, analytics. I have, uh, you know, a whopping 10, 10 listens. Uh, and what I found surprising was 75% were women and 25% were in Denmark. So uh, if you're Danish and you're listening, like, hey, welcome aboard. Like, I never in my wildest dreams imagined somebody in Denmark would listen to my random stories that I have. But um, that's kind of crazy. It's kind of awesome. The 75% women one, and I don't know how accurate that is. Maybe, I guess it's probably fairly accurate, but 75% women, holy cow, holy crap. I never anticipated that ever. Um, so, you know, that's kind of amazing. It kind of, kind of shocked me a little bit. So uh, I guess women, you know, women do poop too. So I guess they also need something to listen to. Um, so, so yeah, if you have listened, thank you for listening. Hopefully you continue to listen. Uh, but we're almost done. We've gone over a little bit of our time of what I normally try to keep it to. But I, I did promise a funny family tale. And, you know, I'm here to deliver that funny family tale for you now. So I was a young guy, like 13, 14 maybe. Uh, my grandparents, they lived in northwest Arkansas. And as I had mentioned the other day, I come from a, a pretty large ex- extended family. And shockingly enough, like several of my uncles are pilots. Uh, and while, while visiting my grandma and grandpa, you know, one of my uncles happened to be back visiting his mom and dad. And he wanted to run a small plane there in northwest Arkansas and, and go, for a, go for a plane ride. So I hopped in along with two of my other cousins, you know, pretty excited about it. Uh, they, were, they were excited. I was excited. Took off, no real problems. Got to 
where my grandmother and grandfather lived and were kind of flying slow circles around their house. And I thought it was pretty fun. Everybody comes out to wave. Everybody's out there waving. and we can see them in the middle of, you know, late November, uh, you know, like a nice day. Everybody's just out there waving, like waving away. And the door on my side of the plane kind of like comes loose. It's kind of not quite latching right. So that was a little bit scary. Uh, meanwhile, in the back seat, though, like it is pure chaos. Both of my cousins have the the uh, vomit bags out and are just throwing up nonstop. And I think it was just the the, the turning that got them, you know, looking at the ground and the turning just kind of got them. It got a motion sickness. My uncle's over there flying, having the time of his life. Uh, meanwhile, I'm struggling with this door that's not quite closing. They're throwing up in the back seat. Um, and that's just a uh, kind of a memory that I'll have forever. It was pretty wild, pretty funny. Um, you know, I don't know any other, anybody else who has, you know, a family quite like that where that kind of stuff happens. But that always seems to be the case with, with my mother's family for sure. So it's always fun, though, and it's always an adventure. And I sure do uh, love them all. So. That's it. We're over our time. I apologize. Hopefully my little splicing here isn't too chaotic. But thank you for joining me on episode number three. Look forward to bringing you some uh, more facts, some information, current events, parenting wins and fails, dieting wins and fails, and all kinds of other topics tomorrow or the next day. Uh, Not quite sure what I want to talk about yet. I had a thought. And I have no idea what it was. So we'll just talk again. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for stopping by.